How did I find out? Not because Englishman said it. I was reading my Bible. In Ephesus, Paul was moving, moving. Messages, were, you know, the world was prospering. A man said, this guy wants to spoil our silver business. Why was he angry with Paul? Not because Paul was lying. It's because if everybody believed, nobody will buy idols again. I read the, uh, what they call living translation. He said he kept the silversmiths very busy. The man has so much orders. Every silversmith in that was making the statue of Artemis. Put in your house. Put in your house. Then after a while, business dropped by 60%. Why? People were not buying it. Why were they not buying it again? Because they were now believing the true gospel. This man called all the craftsmen. So when people are resisting the truth, it's money. A lot of people are not obeying the truth. It's because of what? Money. You, said, you told me, somebody was saying, you told me, a man of God told you that day. That this doctrine of tithe that we preach, we know it's not true. But if we don't preach it, where will we get money from? This is a pastor of a church, told this man. You just go to Dream FM and be scattering our business. <laughs> but I'm going to buy a bulletproof vehicle. <laughs> I'm telling you, and somebody has told me before, he said, where do you expect the church to get money from? That's why we manufacture tithing, first fruit. Uh, what's the name of the other one now? Hmm? Redemption of firstborn. When Jesus redeems you and you go see. <laughs> Let me tell you all this money you are collecting. God will collect his thing back. She has been warning all, your, all you pastors. One day God will collect his money back. All the firstborns you have redeemed. <laughs> we keep on manufacturing. Then one day we wake up and say, last year, and just check, Apostle, how was the account? Not balance. We are shot by like... Um, Six million at the end of the year. Ah. This year, introduce the year with value added tight. <laughs> Said the reason why Ananias and Sapphira died was because their offering was not complete. <laughs> I heard that one recently. <laughs> Have you heard it before? That Ananias and Sapphira died because offering was not complete. Have you heard that one before? May God have mercy on us. From me to Kimute and every other person. And you that's given the money. All of you, all of us, we need mercy. And I asked as if Safira died because offering was not complete. Was that why they died? Was it not clear that there's a light? Peter said that if you like, if you have given us 10 naira, I would have said, okay, I brought 10 naira. I only 10 naira, that's all I want to give. No issues. One of the ones that wrote us a meal, that please, do you accept first fruit? I said, what? But I will accept first fruit in Kingdom World Ministries. I said, please, offering or offering? No. I don't know which one is first or second or third. <laughs> she said the reason why she's asking because her pastor said that he's not collecting unless it is complete. <laughs> <laughs> and this is I said. I'm not kidding, no. He said, he said to the pastor, said, last year, when I gave it complete, I almost died in February. <laughs> no, the sister said, he told the pastor, that listen, Oga, last year I gave you complete. It's February, I suffer like normal business. He said, look, I've just taken small for transport for February to the month we end. The pastor said, no, if the whole January salary is not complete, it's not the first fruit. So I composed the reply. I said, don't talk to him. Just put whatever you want to put in an envelope. It's between you and God. Put it in the offering basket 
I will go home. Then she replies, Pastor, no need, I don't spend the money. <laughs> My good, good. <laughs> the Lord is good. Oh. Mm. Now, what, did you know, sometimes eh, when you raise this place, eh, you are not even in control. Apostle, where was it? Now you remember where I was it? Where was it? I know you told me that one before. I want to hear something else. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know where I was. Okay. The Lord is good. <laughs> what I'm trying to say that, listen, listen. <laughs> don't let the world set another agenda for your life, please. No, don't let the world set another agenda for your life at all. People, you know, you don't know what's pushing them. That's why I talked about Ken Hagen. The fear of man pushed him at, at a point in time. That beautiful teacher of the world will have died early and will have been wondering how many preachers have died. And we're wondering. They say Satan killed them. Say it's not Satan. The Lord called them unprofitable. The church in Ephesus, you know the story we're reading about in the book of Revelations. Everything was okay apart from the love they had at the beginning. It was gone. God said, despite the fact that you did not tolerate false apostles, you have endured for my name. You have perseverance. Yet, because the love is now weaker than before, I will have to shut you down. So that's what I'm saying. Let, don't let the world tell you what is success. You bought a car doesn't mean you have succeeded. There are those that the day they dedicated the car, God said, this boy can't live long. He's useless. He's an unprofitable servant. He's take, you know, you, you must understand God sees your heart. He knows what you take pride in. One day they asked a the man, Ah, you know they preach for your church? He said, when I buy my car, they will let me preach. Wow. I told the person to him, I said, now you know why they didn't let him preach. You can hear his heart. Such a man will struggle and labor and finally buy that car. And God said, I'm closing his ministry down. Why? He has now collected the right to talk in a material thing. So I withdraw my anointing from him. The world must never tell you what success is. There are many things that the world has glamorized, like when I say all the time. One of my sisters, the other day, wrote an article about it. They make it look like if you have only a child or two, you are a forward-looking woman. Well, the long discussion with my brethren, I said, listen, don't argue against the scriptures. There are many things that some people did not participate in. Paul didn't have a wife, but James had. Now I know, Paul said that, are we the only ones that don't have the right to have a sister to accompany us? James was married. Paul, um, what do you call it? Peter was married. All the other people were married. All of them. The only people not married in mission those days were Paul and his co-workers. Paul didn't... If you had a wife, Paul wouldn't take you on mission. I'm convinced about that. If you're married, you couldn't follow Paul. Ah. We'll be preaching, we'll be checking your WhatsApp message. Paul didn't understand it too. But he explained that, look, it was for a reason. The same reason why he was laboring and preaching in Ephesus. So I said to my brethren, look, you don't want to have many children. Make sure you have a good reason for it. Paul wouldn't have wanted any at all. He didn't even want a wife. He said everybody has his own gifts of God. However, Paul didn't have a wife. Doesn't mean a wife is not good. God said it's not good for man to be alone. And when it comes to children, you know what God said? Blessed is a man that has a quiver full 
People say it depends on the size of your quiver. Sorry, don't be silly. Look at it in context. In context, say this man is going to war. The more mag- uh, the more bullets he has, the better. He said, it depends on the size of your gun now. You are going to war. You are carrying a small gun. No, are you not begging to be killed? I told my brother, I said, listen, you don't have to have many children. It's your problem. But please, don't open your mouth. Because one of us, I wrote an article, that's how I did. That people said, that, what do you want to do with the children? He said, I want to love them. I want to go to their graduation ceremony. I want to take pride in the fact that I'm their mother. What am I saying so? The world now makes it look like the successful woman is the one that hits to be CEO of, a, of what they call a Fortune 500 company. And Christians will queue up behind and be agreeing with them to discover your identity. Look, listen, I'm, I, what am I talking about? Don't let the world give you a standard of measurement of success. Many people in their cars are driving to hellfire. Expensive cars racing to hellfire. They'll get there faster because the car is very fast. <laughs> it's true. Many people will ride Kekena Pep, a, a 70,000 motorbike, or trek into a glorious throne in eternity. So what is temporal? They don't sell eternal things from temporal and material things. The world will just carry and be teaching people what is important. And which pastors will now come to our church and get vanity. The moment you enter our church, all your vanity will be multiplied. If you, don't have, if you had only one suit before, when I pray for you, prosperity will come, you have seven suits. More vanity in your life. Believe me, I have a lot of clothes, and I've discovered the more you have, the more confusing your life is. Well, I'm happy all of you know. <laughs> if I had only my black suit, a white shirt, and maybe four ties, dressing will be very, very easy. Yeah, it's very, very, it's very easy. Say, so which color? Are you, your wife say, which suit do you want to wear? He said, the black one. It's simple. <laughs> it's the only one inside there. <laughs> which shirt? The white shirt. Then you now be checking which tie. So just put the tie in the row. First Saturday of the month, blue tie. Second, just, and you know, it doesn't affect the quality of the message you are preaching. Don't know those who used to believe those lies that when people see you, they know your God is good. Rubbish. Listen. What matters is how the words burn in their hearts when you are talking. That's what mattered. How the words burn in people's hearts when you are talking. Not what you look like. That's, that's the, look, I, just, I, I don't know why I just sit on it today. Let the world not define for you what success is. There are people that are on one spot. You know, they are looking for a job. They don't have a job for a year or two. And God said, this is my plan for this season. Go and work for free. Work for a hard tax master. I won't give you plenty of plenty of money. If I give you money, you start having ideas. Because my wife yesterday, you know, Nigerians are obsessed with traveling abroad. You know that? Poor people will be saving money to go for a holiday. So you know, you need to see the world. Believe me, you will still see this world one day or the other. One way or the other, you know you will. Yeah, one day we will see it. How did Moses see it? In the spirit, God carried him in the spirit and he saw everything. When you die, take blood. I need to take a tour before I go to heaven. He will carry you everywhere. I'm telling you, he will carry you everywhere. You will still see it. I was reading the story the other day uh, by uh, Sadhu Sandasel Varaj about the Maharishi of Kailash. Uh, the guy, he travels around the world to come and pray with people. And nobody sees him. He lives in a cave 
in the Himalayas. High level, cold. He said he goes around praying for Christians worldwide. Look, people say he's safe for a holiday. Never safe for a holiday. You know how I know? Solomon says it's vanity. Solomon says it's what? You know what makes vanity? How you enjoy vanity? It must blow on you. Once you work for it, you decrease. Original. Something is vain. You're not allowed to stress yourself for it. World just create all kinds of, you know, signs of progress. And Christians will queue on it and be believing God for it. Father, in the name of Jesus, this holiday, me and my children will go abroad. There are prayers that if you pray, God will remove your prayers too. That your altar versus altar, you will not, you won't have any altar to answer people again. <laughs> That's why people sow all kinds of seeds. Pastor okay, but they sow all kinds of seeds because they have wrong targets. If you understood some, that some things did not matter, you won't sow seeds for them. So a seed for your car. I said, God, if you don't think I need the car, hold it. But the money I have right now, I have other uses for it. I'm not sowing it for the car. Thank you. I'm not joking though. No. I hereby ban you from sowing seeds for car. So what if I want one? Let your request be made known to God. And leave it there. It's not your focus. Your focus, let's get back to where we began from, is Psalm 119. That's what we've been talking about, the prayer of Christians. The focus of the prayer of Christians is how to conform with the will of God for their lives. That is all. The focus of the prayer of Christians is understanding the word of God. The focus of the prayer of Christians is, to, is how to stop being short of God's glory and coming up to the level of God's glory where they think the way God thinks. Where when they encounter the commandments of God, they are not ashamed. Where even when God doesn't give an express commandment, but by the precepts of God they understand. Are you getting my point? They are living their lives, then when they encounter the commandments, they say, uh-uh. We always knew that that wouldn't be right to do anyway. Why? We've been conformed to the precept of God. The things people are looking for in life, God, Jesus said they are additions. All other things shall be what? Added. He said, seek this one. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That is if Christians were supposed to be praying. I mean, when we are praying, what's our prayer? Our prayer is always in two areas. One, the kingdom of God being established in our personal lives, and two, the kingdom of God being established around us. So we pick up the matter of prayer. The kingdom of God be established in the government in Nigeria, we start praying. We pray for the rulers. We pray for the leaders. We pray. We pray for wisdom. We pray for them, that is for wisdom for them, to the end that there will be peace in the nation so that we can spread the kingdom. If they are shooting anywhere, we can't leave our homes to go and preach the gospel. We travel all the time to go and preach in Makoti. Thank God for the peace he gives us when we travel. That is what it is for. The other day we were talking about my car. I said, next time they want to sell my car, the car will say, are we going to a pastor's house? Over the last few weeks, the car or a car. We started from here. Zoom, start. That was six hours drive. We got there. We preached that evening, preached the following evening. Next morning, we drove eight hours to Portacourt. They finished preaching two days in Portacourt. That's why we needed the cars. Are you getting my point? The cars needed to move. Then on our way to Makodi, I said, ah, to Israel. Next time they want to sell this car. 
The car will ask them, are we going to the pastor's house? They said, no, there's one rich woman and her children. They move, just school run. Say thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so he said, the, the, what's the name of the receipt? Reverend. Say no. They, <laughs> they want to start the car. The car, you're down the shop. I'm not going. I'm not going. Start, my friend. No. The last pastor's house I went to, I know what I saw. <laughs> the Lord is good. <laughs> Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's our focus. How do I advance the gospel? I told you, one of my friends today, he told me something there. I was in Israel there. I just shook my head. He said, uh, this is he wants to go for. He's going to put my name after. Him. Hey, what is it? It's an American business. And it's when you go, they pay this amount on a monthly basis. And then they will give your wife working permits. And then, residency permit for you and your children. And after five years, they are citizens. They say, at least you have settled your family. I said, oh, Lord, wow. In my mind. So I said, I said ah, my brother, you know I'm running a ministry now. He said, this does not, look, you can't do your ministry from anywhere. This is modern day. I was, I was sad. So you consider that an advantage? Five years. Many of you don't realize, look, it's a matter of fact. I told the Lord then, I am willing to be poor and preach. I told him straight. I told him he didn't have to give me a car. It was not important. I only asked him for one favor. That if it's going to be like that, please don't give me a wife. That was what Paul did. I, no, I, I prayed that prayer sincerely. I prayed this sincerely. So the only thing I ask of you is, Please, let it be a solo run. Preaching is not a problem. Being poor is not a problem. I told the Lord straight to, I just, but let it be a solo run. That's the only beg I begged. I couldn't even demand of it because when you do, you don't make a deal with the Lord. You don't own yourself. He owns you 100%. I just beg, say, Lord, can I ask you for a favor? If you say, man, must rough him through this life, no problem. But I'd like to do it alone. I'm hungry and alone by myself. Not a problem. But I don't want children to that day I want to eat and I don't have anything to give them. I said, Lord, that's not be good. You know, you say, check out. <laughs> no good, good. No, and I meant it. I meant it. <laughs> and someone would tell me that, um, you know, sometimes I wonder, I say, people, maybe, hey, well, well, we are praying as believers. Our prayer is simply, God, let your will be done in my life. Let your truth be reflected in me. Let your truth be birthed in my life. Let everything I do be in conformity with that which is pleasing to you. Let the words of my mouth, let the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. That's all. Every other thing, addition here and there. Like we read the other thing in this one nine, He said, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to gain. That is, even if I want to be a businessman, let business, uh, not, let not personal gain not be the primary reason I'm going in there. Like I keep on repeating, for Christians, business is about one, establishing righteousness. Establishing righteousness means to teach people what is right to do. I'm not doing this because, look, and there, there, there are two women, two people, a woman and a man, that I read their story, Henry Ford and Mary Kay Ash. 
They voted them on American University, voted them the greatest entrepreneurs of the last century. Why? Because of the way they build business. But both of them at different times I read their stories. Mary Kay, I said, I just wanted to teach the world how to do business. That my experience in Stanley Home Products for those years was not ideal. They didn't handle things well. So she wrote a book. Guys, please, next time, do it like this. And then you know what happened? She told herself, she finished the book. I said, who will read it? It was the Holy Spirit talking to her. Who will read the book? Nobody. Why? You need to demonstrate whether it's true, these principles that you are teaching. Or we say, okay, let's start marketing something. She was not a fan of cosmetics. She just looked for something she could market. And then she found out her, 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 a friend of hers or a neighbor, their father was a tanner, you know, people who color leather. And they found that the man's hands looked younger than the rest of him. Why? Because of the things he used to dip his hand inside while working in leather. So they had formulated, extracted the things that made skin smooth and young from those things. And they had made themselves some crude cosmetics. So that became the first thing she wanted to promote. So you get to her time-wise collection. That's why, why it, became, it started. She wasn't trying to sell cosmetics. She said, let me show people how to do marketing. So she started a marketing company. So Mary Kay Cosmetics is actually a marketing principle company. With the cosmetics being the product with which they sold the principle to people that lend this. By the time I was reading her story, she had 2 million women worldwide selling her products. Mike Mudok at the time said there was a time she had $2 billion in cash. To even make it more interesting, God started giving her money from every source, but people only knew her for her cosmetics range. Henry Ford, the same thing. Henry Ford had quarrels with at least three sets of business partners. Why? He said, this is not how to do business. Henry Ford said, cars are, they are for utility. People are supposed to use them. So we are supposed to make them as cheap as possible so we can give to as much, as many people as possible. But everybody was making cars then for the rich. He said, no, the car is not for the rich. A car is for people to move around. It's like shoes. So if the poor can afford it, we should find a way to make sure they can afford it. They need it. That was his principle. So a man just kept, that's what I'm talking about, establishing righteousness. The man kept on pursuing that, kept on pursuing that. So he quarreled with everybody. He Look, in case you're a banker, don't be angry. Henry Ford did not like you. That bankers think life is about money. They don't understand that money is a tool. Henry Ford said money is, has the same value as a hammer. It's a tool you use to do business. He said bankers will kill a company to recover their money. He said no, you should pump in more money to make sure the company does not die. So the man never borrowed a dime from any bank. When he wanted to break, build his headquarters, he added $50 to the cost of his cars. When they finished building it, he removed the money from the cost of the cars. He said, I'll build my car one by one. He built the first one, sold it. Built the second one, sold it. After a while, he had enough money to build three. What was his principle? This thing is supposed to reach as many people as possible. So if this year, this how many cars do you say? They said 2,000. He said, okay, that means 2,000 people now have uh, uh, cars. Good. He said, why can't 5,000 have? He said, only 2,000 could pay. He said, what are we doing that's too expensive? 
these men are not making enough. If we can increase their production, the unit cost of the car will drop. So he sits down and starts and adapted some that already existed by somebody else, but we now think he invented, I've got the name of the person who invented, I've got the person's name now, the assembly line system. He didn't invent it, somebody else did. But he adapted it to car manufacturing for the sole purpose of dropping the cost of production. So Henry Ford always counted success for him in the number of people that can buy the cars. Henry Ford believed that if I make a machine for you, if it spoils, you know what he says? Your name is not on the car, even though you bought it, my name is on it. That when you look at the car, you say, this is a Ford. Your name is not Ford. My name is Ford. So if the car breaks down, it's not your problem, it's my problem. So he planted repair stations everywhere that Ford cars are not meant to break down. That it bears my name. My integrity is behind it. So he offered warranties. So Ford didn't understand why you should buy another car. He said, the one I gave you should be good enough. So Ford Motor Company was built on that principle. That's what the Bible calls righteousness. I've given this story to let you know that the people came out to establish righteousness. Not to make money. By the end of the day, the man was just too rich. He bought plantations in Mexico, in Brazil, anywhere. Anything, ah, because he said, okay, buying rubber, rubber, ah, people, ah, it's okay, go and buy the rubber plantation. Because he needed to make his tires. Read his story. Always looking for ways to cut down the cost of production. He tripled the wages of his workers. He said, why should a man be making a car he cannot drive? Of course, people will not choose to say the man is crafty. That is because he knows if he pays you well, they say you won't run away. For him, it wasn't about that. It's about why are you working and you are not happy? He built quarters for his staff and inspected them. He said, a dirty, he said, dirty house makes for diseases. If your houses are dirty, you all fall sick and you won't be able to work. So when people are going, it's not let's go and make money. So if you get to a place, you have no impact, you're just making money. Jesus, on the day of judgment, will flog you. Unless he, you know, there are people that God said, what is their ministry? They are in the giving ministry. You know, there are people like that. When everybody has struggles and makes a thousand naira, you won't do 10% of their struggle, you make 50,000. Anytime you find your life like that, don't feel like you are, they think they have sense. They think they are rich. No. Many Christians, day of judgment, eh? listen to me. You know what James said? How do you reach? That is, being rich is a fearful thing. He said, blessed are the poor. Literal. When a Christian is rich, he has to be careful. You know, when you are very poor, and your money has gone for paying rent, paying children's school fees, giving 200 naira every Sunday, you don't have much to account for. God will now say, okay, what did you do with your talent for singing? Say, I sang. What did you do with your talent for this one? I did it. He won't ask, what did you do with money? God, you didn't give it to me. <laughs> Why did they ask me that kind of question? <laughs> he won't ask. He knows he didn't give you. Once you are honest, you are straight, you just had enough money to take it. God will say, okay, no problem. But there are people that, when they wake up in the morning, when they sneeze, it's one million naira. I know people do this. They just make one or two phone calls. When I used to work for 5,000 naira a month, those two phone calls is 70,000 naira. They did not steal. Oh, I knew them in Lagos. That was how God killed me of the love of money. Not the love of money. God didn't have me love money. He didn't allow me love money for a long time. But 
I found that those who had money were not people who worked the hardest. They said, you need to work smart, rubbish. There are people who don't. Look, one of our brothers was telling me the other day, there's a book. About, there's a new book just came out about the man who, who, who started Nike. You know Nike, the sportswear company. The man said, why he made it, there's no reason. Because he kept on giving up. It was one man that worked for him that refused to give up. The man will make this and call him and say, I struck a deal. And the company will grow. Then he will get tired and frustrated and he will go away. His worker kept on working. So he said, look, if I come and tell you I know how to do it, don't believe me. Because I didn't even want to do it. It's this man that was working for me that kept on doing everything. And say, well, you don't work hard, you work smart. The race is not to the smart. Forget that thing. I've seen very stupid people. They have a lot of money. I'm telling you. Look, don't think you know how to do it. Those that I told you, I, I, when I got to Lagos, I, I found out. Ah! I said, so this is how boys make money. My colleagues, yeah, they want to buy a car, they want to buy a car. They will work three jobs. You know what to call three jobs? Me, I've done two before. Three. You know what's three? I'll tell you what three is in case you don't know. Three means 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. in Bashanon Clinic. 3 p.m., to 8 p.m. in Temedu Clinic. This is Lagos. Then 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. as you do motor clinics. How you get from one to the other is your problem. Yes, my guys did it. And for all of that, you know how much they end? 15,000 bucks a month. It's 5,000 naira for the regular job. When I just finished NYC. And I said money had more value that time. That is true. But let me tell you the kind of value it had. I lived with people that wore shoes of 25,000. Shoes. My cousin's shoe and bag was four hundred dollars. Her, then I didn't know what they call Brazilian hair, but her hair was two hundred dollars to attach. You know, the person selling you gave her two hundred dollars in cash. I just, I, I was a driver. I was, I was my cousin's driver. Just a driver, following up and down. Because I call her, I'm not doing anything. Come and drive me. I'm going somewhere. Hey, I saw guys spend money. I remember one day we went to the market together. I wanted to buy something. He said, do you like this one? I like this one. I said, ah, let me check. This one. He said, don't waste my time. Take both of them. We'll decide later. <laughs> it's like, look, I have where I'm going. If you can't decide, okay, package both of them. How much is it? Pay. When we get home, decide the one you like. <laughs> ah, I said, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm telling you. That was when I made up my mind. I said, God, if you want to bless me, go ahead and do it. If you don't want to do it, I won't quarrel with you. But I will never struggle for it, I promise you. Because I found out that by experience, I found out that money was not to the smart or to the hardworking. I found out. I found out. So a man made... When I was working a whole month to earn 6,000 naira, they did deal. They didn't steal. I was there beginning to the end. I didn't know they did 700,000 as a profit on it. The whole thing didn't take more than a month. The guy who brought the man who bought that car, remember, the, I was there, not story, when they counted and gave him 35,000 naira. That was my seven month salary. <laughs> I found out that indeed the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Bread is not for the mighty, nor favor for men of understanding. He said, time and chance happens to them all. That's when I found out. That's why I lost the drive for hustle, hustle, hustle because of money. No. If I can't explain what I'm doing, leave it. You do something just purely because of money I'm not doing. 
This is the one that was only 5,000 a month. Two, I was there about two phone calls. Yes, two phone calls. A man calls, ah, I have, I have so, 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 so dollars in the U.S. So I want to go to Nigeria. Do you anybody who needs? Okay, let me make a call. Call somebody in Nigeria. Ah, okay, how much? I want to say 70 naira. Then, that was the price that time. At that point, they say, okay, I buy for 72. The man who made the call, he collects two naira on each dollar. And he does not leave his office. And what the total? 70,000 naira. That's one year's salary. No, one year and two months. I looked, I said, blessed be the name of the Lord. I am not struggling for this money again. When it was time to come to Enugu, that I didn't have any problem coming to Enugu. So there are people like that. But if you're a Christian like that, whoa. What did I say? What do you mean by woe? Every naira has to be accounted for. The guy who just pays children's school fees, buys food, and gives 200 naira every Sunday, they don't ask him for that one. As you make that million naira, God is watching you. Hey, I'm going to Disney for this weekend. God looks like, what was that money for? There's a new mission opening in Meduguri. What did he say? When they told him, he said, what are they looking at? Let them come to the south. Let them come to the south. Everything is safe. Then one day, you know, you are feeling rich on the earth. One day you get to heaven, you start feeling poor. They will make you a gate man to Lazarus. You'll be surprised. <laughs> he said, who? God said, I said Lazarus. Well, I'm not a beggar at my gate, yes. If you talk again, I send you to the other end where your, where your colleague went. Lazarus is coming out in the morning. You are the one that will clean his shoes in heaven. Trust me. According to Rick Joyner, they will put you in a place where with your telescope you can't even see the throne of heaven. <laughs> Go and read Rick Joyner's final quest. You think everybody's same level. He said, heaven is full. The throne of God is at one extreme. There are people that they put so far away, the light of God don't even reach their corner. They need the other saints to bounce the light till it reaches them. And some of these people that you find in those dark corners, eh? they were rich on the earth. They went everywhere. They were in Switzerland. They, their children learned to ski. You know, you see, when, you, when your children know how to ski, they grow up strong. Go and ask Atilogu dancers how strong they are. They didn't have to ski. People <laughs> be talking all kind of nonsense. And they get to heaven. God will put them at the back somewhere. Say, unprofitable servant. I gave you money, you were flinging. There are things that God says, if I give you the opportunity, don't pick. One, be a teacher. Say, don't pick it. Two, have plenty of money, don't pick it. Don't vo- there are jobs God doesn't want you to volunteer for. Say, let me make sure I post them on you. You know what James said? Teaching time. Say, Pastor Bank, everybody's laughing, you are talking. I will ask you to explain everything you said. Just make sure they are correct. If they are not correct, come back next time and say, guys, the only way I talked last night, I came to talk, I'm not being mute. <laughs> Change it to, James said, teachers are judged in a separate compartment where punishment is double. Not reward, punishment. Reward is normal, punishment is double. No, go and check. He said, no, James said, teachers are judged with stricter judgment. Listen, if you're a preacher, don't just say you are, this thing is popular, this thing makes money. They will, listen to me, God will punish you for it one day. You don't just get up and open your Bible and say anything because it is popular and it makes money for you. You will answer for it one day. If it's not true, shut up. Especially when you know it's not true. 
So if we don't say it now, how would the church get money? God said, eh, all right, the church will get money, you will get punishment. Just watch me. There are jobs he doesn't want to volunteer for. Having plenty of money, forget the fact that the world thinks it's a glamorous thing. <coughs> the Lord doesn't think so. The Lord thinks you have, <laughs> he said, <laughs> tell that my money, you will explain where it went. You went and bought Gucci shoes. No wahala. He will sit you down one day and show that this shoe you bought, the value in real terms was no more than 3,500 naira. But you were so stupid, they sold it to you for 150k. 150 minus 3,005. You do the arithmetic. Account for that balance. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Listen, just take this world system, flip it upside down. That's heavenly system. In the world, if you get, you have tried. You worked hard. In heaven, when you give, that is when it is good. Psalm 119. Let's read this. Then we can go home. Let's rise to our feet to read it. So what is the Bible about? What is the prayer of a Christian about? It's about Psalm 119. Every segment you find Psalm 119 is almost repetitive. Help me to understand you. Incline me my heart to love you. Incline my heart to your word. Show me, your, show me favor and give me understanding of your word. Do good to me. Let me know your truth. Ah, everything. Last time we stopped in verse 40, right? Now let's read from verse 41. Now this is how we are going to read it. Let me read um, New Living Translation. This time around I'm going to read it and you will repeat what I have read. Are you getting my point? Alright, I'm ready from verse 41, but listen to what I'm, you can look at the Bible, but I want to repeat the one I'm saying. Alright? Now David began to pray in verse 41, and I want us to understand it and make it our prayer also. He said, Lord, give me your unfailing love, the salvation you promised me. Repeat that. Lord, give me your unfailing love. He said, then I can answer those who taunt me, for I trust in your word. Now I said in verse 43, do not snatch your word of truth from me, for your regulations are my only hope. He said, I will keep on obeying your instructions forever and ever. Declare that. I will keep on obeying your instructions forever. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Now listen to the verse 45. Interesting. He said, I will walk in freedom, for I have devoted myself to your commandments. Before you read it, let me read that from the American Standard. He said, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. I like the word precepts because it lets us understand that there are principles to walk in life by. And David said, when I walk in those precepts, I will walk in liberty. Now, now, let me read it and repeat to me. Say, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. Say it. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. Now said in verse 46, I will speak to kings about your laws, and I will not be ashamed. Declare that. I will, I will speak, speak to, to kings, kings about your laws, and I will not be ashamed. He said, how I delight in your commands, how I love them. He said, I honor and love your commands. I meditate on your decrees. Declare that again. I honor and love your commands. And I meditate on your decrees. One more time. I honor and I love your commands. 
I meditate on your decrees. Let us stop there. Let's, let's just stop there. We'll stop there, verse 48. Let's give the Lord thanks for today. Say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for liberty. You know, I think what I've, everything I've said today, talking about that standard is the precept of God. He said, I will walk in freedom. I will walk in liberty, for I seek your precepts. Today, what I have discussed essentially is the precepts of God concerning success in life. Success is not, you have, you have many churches, you have many branches as a preacher. No. Success that the gift that God placed upon me, I released it, I expressed it. I taught people the word. I taught them righteousness. That is what success is. Say, Lord, thank you for your precepts. Say, now I'm walking in liberty. Now I'm walking in liberty. Now I'm walking in liberty. I have the liberty to serve. I have the liberty in the presence of the, of the Lord. I have liberty. I walk in liberty. Satan cannot hold me. I walk in liberty. I walk in liberty. I walk in liberty. Let's give the Lord thanks. Say, Lord, we thank you. 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 Let us pray that prayer moment and say, Lord, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to gain. Yeah, begin to pray it for yourself. Say, Lord, incline my heart. Make me love your word. Let me help me to love your precepts, not gain. I was talking earlier, I didn't even finish it, talking about why people, Christians do business. Not because of money. It's to establish righteousness, establish a good name. Say, Lord, help me to love your precepts and not gain. Help me to love your precepts, not gain. Help me to love your precepts and not gain. If you look, because people have different things in mind. Christ, preachers, help me to love your precepts and not fame. Help me to love your precepts, not a large congregation. Help me to love your precepts, not oh, this is the fastest growing church. No, help me to love your precepts. Incline my heart to your precepts. Let's give the Lord thanks. Say, Father, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Our Father, we thank you. Father, we love you. Thank you. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Now, let's share the grace in fellowship. You know the way we do it. One, two, let's go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, please bless somebody beside you. This is your season of multiplication and dominion. Bless another person. This is your season of multiplication and dominion. Grab one more person and bless the fellow. This is your season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Jesus. Now, give one to yourself. This is my season of multiplication and dominion. Share of brethren.